0: Welcome to this session of our Cultivating Resiliency for Women in Agriculture podcast series one. The Cultivating Resiliency Project develops tools for women in agriculture to recognize, adapt to, and develop positive coping strategies to life stresses. This podcast series is developed from our Cultivating Resiliency webinar sessions. I'm Megan Roberts, and I co-lead this project along with Doris Mold. In this podcast, we feature Shauna Reitmeier and Brenda Mack as our session hosts. Shauna and Brenda are professionals in behavioral health with family ties to farming. In our next two sessions, we summarize our You Can't Pour from an Empty Cup webinar. One of the ways to refill our cups is to practice self-care. A way to think of self-care is to imagine a stool with three legs a social and relationship leg, a physical self-care leg, and an emotional self-care leg. This podcast session hones in on making physical self-care intentional, in particular through good sleep habits. First, we hear from Shauna Reitmeier, Then, Brenda Mack joins. Here is Shauna.
1: How do we take care of ourselves, which in my mind is how do I put that oxygen mask on me first before I can start getting into really how do I fill my cup? you know and part of that is um, being making decisions and setting intentions. you know we it's it's hard sometimes we want these things to just happen, but they don't happen unless we we actually make some decisions as we move forward. Thinking
2: about self-care
1: as what are the ways and things that
2: you can do that refill and refuel you in healthy ways? And I think Brianna Wiest said it really well. Um, She said that, you know, true self-care is not only salt baths and chocolate cake. It's making the choice to build a life you don't regularly have to escape from. It. And so I think when you're connecting with others and you're you're tapping into those individuals who do fill your cup, who energize you, um, and who don't deplete your energy or exhaust you, that that's some of the strategies and the foundation of taking care of yourself and reducing your stress and then all of those other additional you know bubble baths or short-term activities just enhance that foundation of taking care of yourself by connecting with others by reframing your negative messages into more optimistic or hopeful messages and by just having your basic Self-care mm-hmm. needs met, your physical needs, your sleep, your um your eating healthy, your drinking
1: water, your exercising and I like that word choice that you use, Brenda, you know, and it, it it gets to even some of that boundary setting. You know, we make choices and we set those boundaries and we make decisions um that you know might seem hard and might seem stressful at the front end but once we make some of those hard decisions or set intention and purpose to things our energy goes up because it that weight goes away. You know, once the decision is made, many times things just start to feel, you know, a lot better for people.
2: And I really like your word of the day of intentionality, mm-hmm. you know. And we've heard from some of the participants on the webinars before that where they're living can be really isolating. And so how do we connect in intentional ways given some of those barriers of you know mm-hmm. living out in a rural remote area? And you know, my example this morning of that I, you know, hopped yeah. on the computer and had virtual coffee with a friend, that is a way that technology is making connection a little mm-hmm. bit easier. And we
1: had to be intentional about that. Yep. I had to be intentional about that. All right. I like that And setting the time, scheduling that time.
2: Right. And if 45 minutes, I mean, that if that doesn't work, then even for 10 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. connecting with with someone Mm -hmm. or doing, you know, 10 minutes worth of exercise Mm -hmm. can also make a big impact on our
1: emotional health and well-being. There's also a breathing technique called 478 that is a great mindfulness exercise that makes you start thinking about your breathing and what you're doing with breathing. And many times that that stress, we forget to breathe and we can't forget to breathe because our body needs that oxygen so we can actually make good decisions and um, stay focused. And so um, when we get to that point where things, and even as we're gonna talk about sleep here, that is an exercise that I know I use at night many times if I struggle with getting to sleep because I've got a bunch of things racing in my head um, that I will practice that breathing technique as well and so to stay energized you know we also need to make sure that we're sleeping and we we can't be energized if we aren't sleeping and managing stress is really challenging when we're not sleeping and so this information is is shared to you by the national institute of health through the national institute for sleep um and um some of these are you know very are are researched and very well known there's still a lot of work being done on sleep and how it affects the brain but one of the things that we know is when we sleep that's when the brain starts organizing all of the information in in what's happened in the day and the week and and allows the brain and ourselves to be able to recall things better um, be able to um, just make decisions and problem solve and so these are just some some tasks or things that you can be thinking about or practice and do be intentional in doing those to help you sleep if you struggle that you're if you find that you're struggling sleeping and so the first one really is about setting a schedule. So try to get to bed at the same time every night and try to wake up at the same time. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, we say a lot of times, I'll just catch up on my sleep on the weekend. Well, the reality is we don't ever catch up on sleep, it's what happens in that night. Um, And so the more we can try to sleep and now, you know, everybody kind of said you need six to eight hours. It's really different depending on each person. And the research is starting to show that, you know, when you're when you're an infant, of course, you might be sleeping like 16 hours a day. But then as we age, we don't need as much sleep. But it's monitoring how how do I feel? How am I managing is really whether or not how much sleep you need. Relaxing before you go to bed, you know. Do you drink a hot cup of non-caffeinated? I should put herbal tea in here, maybe not caffeinated tea. Um, reading a book. So now I know that there's a lot of folks that use readers like Kindles or you know, fire tablets and all of that. Um, that's okay, but make sure you're using a a setting. So you're not having that white background shining in your face, and that gets to one of the other pieces of avoid alcohol, caffeine, nicotine, and electronic screens in the evening. Is that it brings up that um, that blue light on devices kind of mimic as if you're in daylight and, and stimulates the brain. Um, create. A space in your room for sleep. Um, Remove clutter, you know, remove TVs in the bedroom. Um, Having cool temperature between like 65 degrees, they say is supposed to be um, a really good temperature for sleeping. Um, Try to keep exercising. um, And if you can't sleep at night, Get up. Don't stay in your bed. Get up and try to go do some kind of relaxing activity. Maybe you pull out a book again, um, maybe you do some stretching to relax, but really keeping your bedroom as the place really is for your for sleeping and for sex, you know, those intimate relationships that you have is keeping that space really as a, a place to um, promote what the bedroom is intended to be so you're able to sleep.
2: So that you associate the bedroom with with those specific activities, activities. rather than your brain thinking, oh, this is a time to watch TV or this is the time Mm -hmm. to work on my computer, that you want to train your brain that this is the place that you primarily,
1: you go to sleep Mm -hmm. and you, engage in intimacy exactly and you know and if practicing these things don't work for you I would go talk to your doctor because maybe you have sleep apnea maybe you are struggling um, you're snoring a lot you find moments where you're waking up gasping for breath you know there's sleep studies that can be done maybe it's you just need a CPAP machine and your doctor through those sleep studies will be able to help you. Um, figure that out as well. I keep a notepad beside my bed, so all of those thoughts that come up. I mean, and this th- this happens to me when things are stressful for me. Sleep is my first thing that that's affected, and so I um, I have a habit of I get to sleep well, but then I wake up at like. Two, three o'clock in the morning, um, and my head just starts racing, and I'm like, oh, I forgot to send that email. Uh, I've got to get this report out the door. Um, I need to respond to, you know, somebody. So I keep a list. I get, I write those things down, um, and then that kind of gets me out of my head, and then I don't, won't forget about it. And then I rip that off, and I take that with me in the morning
0: when I go to work. In
2: in addition to what I do is if I wake up in the middle of the night, same thing. I all of a sudden am running through everything that I have to do tomorrow and how am I going to get it done um, that I'll try to stay in bed for a little bit to see if I can let that go Mm -hmm. and go back to sleep. So probably like 15 to 20 minutes, maybe even up to a half an hour. If after a half an hour, I'm in that environment and I can't get back to sleep, I get out. Yeah. I Otherwise, I I'm gonna stay there and stay awake for hours. Mm-hmm. So I'll get up and I'll get out and I'll go and lay on the couch in a different environment. I'll throw a blanket on me and I will do that mindfulness breathing, mm-hmm. of um, breathing in and out and repeating that message that works for mm-hmm. me be still and know. Other people don't need a message. You can just focus on the breathing, focus on the breathing. And oftentimes if I get out of the environment, then I'll either fall asleep on the couch or I'll get to such a relaxed state that I go back to my bed and can fall asleep again quickly. Mm -hmm. So those are just a few additional tips so ladies don't you think too it's and and you've kind of covered this a little bit but kind of preparing yourself for sleep too and preparing yourself Just to relax. I know that If if especially if you've been working outside a lot you've been out in the cold your muscles and joints are cold you know taking a hot shower a hot bath and just kind of re- getting yourself really relaxed because Part of what wakes you up sometimes is just aches and
1: pains. You know, you got a cramp or this happens or that, and then you're awake for hours. And doing that with enough time, you know, uh, like an hour before you would normally go to bed, starting some of that routine. And again, it gets, you start associating this practice with being in your bed and sleeping. Um, so preparing a hot shower, a hot bath, You know, even um, smells, you know, essential oils or, you know, lavender lotion, um, you know, that you put on before you go to sleep and start associating some scents and smells with what sleep is can help as well. And I think that can be adjusted as well,
2: because Mm -hmm. I think about um, women in agriculture with young children and, you know, you're putting your kids to bed really um just moments before you're trying to unwind and go to bed as well because Mm -hmm. you need to get up early in the morning uh, to do work around the farm or whatever and so there are you have to you have to figure out which Mm -hmm. one of these activities and suggestions is
1: going to fit best for you and work best for you. Mm -hmm. And then the other piece and this is kind of like the person you know what tips do you have at night when you're having a hard time getting to sleep i kind of use this dump your mind use this as an opportunity to when you give yourself this alone time to start preparing to make decisions and be intentional in managing this stress is write down whether it's on your phone in your notes section whether it's on a computer on a piece of paper on a whiteboard um, you don't have a whiteboard but you have, for some reason have dry erase markers you can do them on a window in your house is write everything that you have to do down write your worries down write the tasks what are the activities what are the big decisions that you have to make write everything down because getting that out of your head and onto paper helps It makes it tangible when I can see that on a piece of paper.
0: Thanks for joining us on this Cultivating Resiliency for Women in Agriculture podcast series one. In this session, we focused on the physical self-care leg of the self-care three-legged stool. Remember, you need all three legs, relationship, physical, and emotional, to make your self-care stool steady and stable. In focusing on physical self-care in this session, we learned several strategies to improve our sleep and relaxation habits. Becoming more resilient takes intentional choice, and we can become more intentional about getting adequate sleep. Think back over the tips and suggestions from this session. How can you implement at least one or two strategies to improve your sleep and to help clear your mind when you are awake? Our next podcast will continue our look at self-care and filling your cup as we focus in on emotional self-care through the context of positive decision-making. This project is a collaboration of American AgriWomen, District 11 AgriWomen, University of Minnesota Extension Women in Ag Network, and the Upper Midwest Agricultural Safety and Health Center, (UMASH). You may find the recordings for an entire webinar series on the UMASH or American AgriWomen websites under Cultivating Resilience.